I love that song. I love songs that kind of resonate with your own heart's prayer, and that is definitely one of them, one of my favorites. Um, I am Jen Burkholder, and I'm going to read the scripture here this morning before my husband Corby comes up and preaches um, our message this morning. I'm going to read out of 1 John 4, verses 7 through 21. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So, we have come to know and to believe that the love, of, the love that God has for us, God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for who you are. Thank you that we can gather here together and learn from you and your word. Lord, I ask that um, by your spirit you would do a work that only you can do in each one of us and then through us. Lord, uh, we know that fire, like in this last song, fire purifies. um, And we need you to come and purify us and make us right with you. Lord, I pray that... um, you would do that in each one of us, that we would recognize our need for you. And then, Lord, as you come and do um, your work in us, as you refine us and show us yourself, that when we really grasp your love for us, um, we can't help but share it. And, Lord, I just pray that we would not live a life of complacency or um, mediocrity, but, Lord, that you would burn with a passion in each one of us to know you better Um, and also to share you. Help us to love others better um, and more completely because of the love that you have shown to us. But I pray that you would um, speak through Corby this morning. Um, May his words be your words, and I just pray that we would go out from here um, different and changed and convicted and excited about um, you and uh, sharing you with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. 
as when Jen and I were talking about this morning, and I was thinking about uh, what was going to be said and sang and done leading up to my part of the service, I was like, okay, we just need to drop the mic. I need to walk away. And what's been done is probably more powerful than we can imagine. And, and the scripture passage is so powerful, and hopefully you've had a chance to read it and, and, and be in that a little bit this week. Uh, if not, we'll spend some time there this morning. Uh, this, this past, uh, uh, last weekend uh, at uh, the high school was the, the musical. And I was sitting there watching the musical. They performed Shrek, and they did a fantastic job. So those of you that were in it, good job. Uh, but there was this one scene between Donkey and Shrek that captured me. And, and, and it, like, it, it was something that I was thinking about all weekend. I was like, well, that, that's, that can fit really well into what we're talking about this week as we're talking about love. And the scene went something like this. It was Donkey uh, questioning Shrek, what, what are we going to do when we get back to, to the swamp? What are we going to do? What are we going to be? We can, when we saved Fiona and are finished with this, this journey we all, we're on, we're back in our swamp and living there, what are we going to do? And, and Shrek is getting defensive and kind of angry, and, and his, his response to Donkey is, it's not we, it's not our, it's my swamp. It's, it's my swamp. There's no we in this. And Donkey, clearly hurt and kind of uh, offended by, by Shrek's response, is like, why, why do you treat me like that? Why do you cut me so deep? And, and Donkey, what, what do you have against the world, Donkey says. And, and Shrek's response is, uh, it's, it's not me with the problem. It's the world with the problem. They take one look at me. They scream and holler and they run away. say, ah, oh, ugly ogre. They judge me before they even know me. And that line, they judge me before they even know me, know me caught my, my mind, caught my ear. Because I, I began to think about the reality of this as people living in a world, so often we judge people, we look at people, we, we don't even take time to get to know them and show that, to even give us the opportunity to show the love that God calls us to do. And so uh, we live in a society, right, that's so connected, but yet so alone, so craving belonging, so a desiring love of others. And we, through Scripture, are called to be that love to others. And so this morning, I want to just take a few moments and encourage you to think about uh, maybe that neighbor or that coworker or that, that, uh, that teammate or the classmate or that coach or the teacher, who in your life maybe is that Shrek, who is someone who is desiring a love and who's been building walls because all they know and all they experience is rejection and, and, and people turning them, them away. The question this morning is, what does love drive you to do? What is the, when we read this passage, that passage about clearly about love, it's repeated probably 29 times in, in the course of these verses, more so than in, in First Corinthians, than even in First Corinthians 13, which is called the love chapter. And so we, the writer is clearly wanting us to get a message, right? Love, uh, and and I think we can break it down into God loves us. Uh, we believe that love, love dwells in us. And as a result of that knowledge and belief, then we then can go out and act upon that and love others. And really is this progression that I've, that I've kind of saw and read as I was studying this passage. is progressing in 1 John 4, 7 to 21 is this head knowledge. We know the love. We believe in our hearts that God loves us. And then we actively go out into the world and, and, and love others in a tangible, real way. So let's just take a few moments and, and look at each of these uh, a little bit uh, specifically. 
We'll start with the head. Head knowledge. In 1 John 4, verses 7 and 8, it says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So there's this knowledge of God. We know that, he, that we've been born of him, and he loves us, and it's, it's in our heads, his knowledge. Anyone who does not know, does not love, does not know God, because God is love. And so uh, he's clearly talking about this knowledge of love. And it goes on in verses 9 and 10. And, and when I read 9 and 10, I want you to think about maybe another passage of Scripture in the Bible that you maybe can hear in these words. And I'm going to ask you if you know what it is. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and, has, and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What verse does that sound a lot like in scripture? John three sixteen, right? A verse that we know, right? We memorize as little, little, as little children. We, we can recite it for God so loved the world that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life in heaven. Okay, it's something that's knowledge in our heads that we carry around with us every day. And I think uh, it's, it's important that we know that. But so often, I think, as a church and as, as followers, we, we leave it in our heads. We go to a church service. We go to a midweek Bible study. We go to a youth group on Monday night or Wednesday night, and we, we glean and gain and, and fill our heads up with all kinds of knowledge, and it stays there. It stays as knowledge, and it doesn't, it doesn't get transferred into our hearts as genuine, true belief. And then very seldom, I think, does it actually get out to our fingers and our hands where we're acting upon it and living and loving others the way that God has called us to. Well, I, I spent a lot of time with high school students as, as a youth pastor, and, and there's this running joke that goes with the freshman boys. And if you ever get a chance to come to Monday night, you, you could sit with the freshman boys and you'd have a great adventure. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you would laugh a little bit. You would uh, maybe think, well, what are we actually talking about? Uh, but it is a lot of fun. But there is this running joke that kind of goes along with the freshman boys, and, and, and it always you, it never fails on a Monday night at some point, whether it's large group or small group, whatever it is, this answer is going to come up. And it doesn't matter if you're asking what's your favorite candy flavor or what, is, what does the Bible say to this. Typically the answer is what, freshman boys? Jesus. Thank you, fresh and boys. It, it never fails. At some, at some point, Jesus is the answer. And, and yes, Jesus is the answer. But for, for so many of us, we know the Bible. We know the Sunday school answers, right? We know the knowledge in our heads, what we should say, when we need to say it. Uh, but are we actually transferring that to the active love that God's calling us to? Uh, four weeks ago, uh, we were away with the high school uh, on a retreat. Our winter retreat is our big retreat we do every year. It's, it's a great time. We have lots of fun. The speaker this year was, was used the theme LIVE as the, the, the key word to use. And it really was an acronym standing for love God, love others, invest intentionally, verbally share, and I to the end. And throughout the weekend, he was encouraging the students and challenging even the leaders that were there to live in a way that we are breathing life into those who are walking around our, us on a day-to-day basis as dry bones. Really thinking about the verse in Ezekiel that says, can these dry bones live? And he's calling us out to live in a way that uh, we are carrying this love of God around with us, this knowledge of the gospel, and, and we are then instructed to go and, and love others and live it out on a day-to-day basis. I want to take a few, four minutes and show a, a recap video from, from our retreat. 
And this video has a lot of fun in it, so feel free to laugh because there's some funny parts in it. But what, what I really want you to, to pay attention to and, and, and take, a, take from this video is the minute and a half prayer right in the middle. The speaker prayed this prayer at the end of one of our sessions, and it really captured the weekend in, in, a, in a minute and a half. Uh, what his desire for us to walk away with. And it fits so well into the message of this morning. I felt like we need, should, should play it here as well. So let's go ahead and watch the video. When I was searching, your love was never far. You made a way to get to me. You were the whisper leading me to your heart. Forever I belong to you. Lord God, help us to want to know you. And for those of us who do know you, help us to want to celebrate that we know you. We know, Lord, that in knowing you, you are going to sustain us when we're in the desert. We know you, Lord, that you want to use those times that we're in a desert and the pain that we go through and the understanding that we learn to speak your love to others. And to encourage them because one day there will be a heaven where there will be no pain, there will be no crying, there will be, there will be no tears, only, only happiness and peace. And Lord, I look forward to that day. Help use me and everyone in this room to usher in that day. For you've said you're not going to bring that day to us until everybody has had a chance to know about who you are. Lord God, would we each in this room be willing to go into the highways and the byways and the hallways of our schools and and of our locker rooms and talk about you no matter what happens no matter what we lose knowing that that we've at least by you given other people the chance to either accept you or reject you that we've given other people the chance to develop the peace and the joy and the understanding that only you can provide Lord God use us May we share of your love that others might feel it. May we share of your love that we might celebrate the love you have for us. May we not just show it, may we be willing to talk about it too. And then may we show it. And when we drop the ball, may we seek forgiveness, repent, start out a new day. In your name, Jesus, amen.
offering dance lessons. We're going to start about 12.05 this afternoon. Uh, you probably will end up being worse than you started, but that's okay. Tony's going to be there too, so thanks, Tony. Uh, so, no, uh, a few years ago, we started this talent show, and for some reason, I decided to do something that was very out of my comfort zone, and I do things like dancing, and I clearly do not have the ability to do that. So, Fun time. The, the reason I share that, it, it's, it's fun. We, we enjoy the v- retreat. However, I recognize that if in a youth ministry or in any ministry, if we do things like a retreat, who, there are, there are uh, mountaintop experiences where we learn a lot. If it stays this head knowledge, it really we're not being successful in what we're doing. And so the same as meeting here on a Sunday morning. If we continue meeting and doing the thing we do, we kind of bring it in and take it in. And if it doesn't impact our Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, throughout the rest of our lives, it's not doing what God's calling us to do. So the challenge to the students was to live it out on a day-to-day basis, and we've been revisiting it and talking about it, and hopefully we'll continue to encourage them to live that out on a day-to-day basis. Let's move to the heart, uh, because I think there's this, there's this movement from the head knowledge to the heart where it becomes this genuine belief that inspires us then to, to act upon it. And verse 16 says this, so we have come to know so we've come to know that we have knowledge of it, and we believe that God has done it. So we have, we have come to know and to believe uh, the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in us. So there's this movement to, to our hearts where it becomes uh, so real. The recognition that God has loved us so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for our sins. He's, he's forgiven us, given it to us freely, right? And, and, and that love that, that abides and dwells in us drives us then to a belief in something that's greater and bigger than us. And, and this belief then drives us to do things sacrificially. For others, because we recognize that, that God's sacrifice for us, and in, in response to that love for us, we then want to go and, and do it for others. So that belief is an inspiration then to do things for others. That Saturday morning at the retreat, we sat uh, after after large group. The large group was about loving God and loving loving others. And and I was with the senior boys that morning, and we were in a circle having a conversation uh, about this love of God that we have and this love for others. And the question was, uh, who do you love? And we very quickly could go around the circle and, and share the people we love. And I'm sure if you're sitting here, you could list off people that you love as well. The follow up question was was this. Are you willing to sacrifice your, lo- your life for that person? Are you willing to give up your life for that person you love? And we had some good conversation and dialogue around, yes, we know that uh, we're called and we're instructed in, in, in the Bible and to love others. And, and when we love others, we should be willing to do things that are sacrificial for them. Uh, and, and yet we recognize that in the moment of being in that place where you're faced with the decision to make to actually do the sacrificial thing, it sometimes can be hard. It can be hard to actually act upon it because, because the reality is you begin thinking about uh, the implications of that decision. 
Uh, that morning, that Saturday morning, had, was just a few days after the, the, the school shooting in Florida. And if you know anything about that, there was a few heroes that kind of bubbled up out of that story. And there was one, uh, one, of the, one man, this assistant coach and security guard, that kind of came out as a hero of, of, of that situation. And in, if you read about him and, and heard about him, it, it was stated he did this selflessly. He threw himself, he blocked the students in order to, to protect them because he, it was who he was. It was in his character, it was in his nature to, to sacrificially do something in order to protect others. And I, I, there, I have to believe that there was some sort of love that was in him that drove him to do something that was, was like this, to sacrifice his, willingly sacrifice himself for these other students. He became a hero. He, be, he was a hero to those students. He became a hero to many people and acknowledged as that. And I think there's in some way we all desire in our hearts to be a hero in some ways, don't we? We desire to be recognized as that person who is willing to love and do and, and be that other people aren't. The world is craving heroes, and I believe that we as a church can be those heroes to others. And I think to be a hero, we have to move the knowledge of love, the belief of love, out to our hands and, be, and use the love of God as active and be the love of God to others. Verse 19, as we think about this love transferring to our hands, is very clear. It's an active verse. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. It's active. It's, it's recognizing that God's love for us is so great. And, and because we know he loves us, we then are driven to love others in an active and tangible way. And in doing so, I think we can become heroes to those Shreks in our lives who are craving a belonging, a craving someone just to accept them and get to know them. A few weeks ago, I came across uh, this quote. And if, and if you're in high school, you're not allowed to say the answer to my question that's coming up. Uh, this quote is on the screen, uh, is this. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if you could become something more so when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. Who could tell me where this is from? Deb, you know? The Avengers, yeah. All right, it's from The Avengers, a new movie coming out. So I'm going to play an audio clip because it gives it away a little bit more. I didn't want to play it first because that would be given. So go ahead and play the audio. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. Now, you may or may not be a Marvel hero, superhero movie fan, and that's fine. However, there's something I think pretty neat about hero movies like those. There's, there's always this story, right? There's this hero coming in. There's this bad guy who wants to take over the world. And the hero comes in and has the supernatural power to be able to take over and, and defeat the hero. And, and there's the, the movie that's coming out is the, all the heroes coming together, right? And, and working together to, to fix the situation, to defeat uh, the evil one in a way that, the other, that others are unable to. 
And I, and I share that quote, and, I, I, and I, as I was pondering this idea, I, I look across this room, right, the church, and I see a group of remarkable people who are called by God to go into the world to love others in a way that's going to change lives. And in doing so, I think we become the heroes that people are craving for, the heroes that people are looking for in their lives because they want belonging, they want acceptance, they want to be loved. And so, as a church, I, I, I call you this morning to be a remarkable person, to go into the world that you live in, to go into your workplaces, to go into your schools, and be the, the people that God's calling you to be, to show the love of God that you know that dwells in you, and you believe in your heart of hearts that, that God loves you, and why not now go and share that and tangibly do that for others that you interact with. Can I have a, a, a volunteer? I need a volunteer. Come up, Mariah. You can, you can be my volunteer. All right. All right, we have this chocolate pudding here. At least we think it's chocolate pudding. All right, Mariah. How are you doing? I'm good. How are good. you? Good. All right. What is this on this on display here? Chocolate pudding. All right. Do you know this chocolate pudding? Well, it says on the sign it's chocolate pudding. It says on the sign. Yes, good. But do you believe everything you read? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Okay. All right. So we, we know based upon the words on the sign, and you know, you probably have eaten chocolate pudding before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. And does it look like chocolate pudding? Yeah, it does. So you know based upon the evidence that's right here in this table that it's, it's chocolate pudding. So how do you really believe, how can you really believe that this is chocolate pudding? Like what, what about this gives you the ability to believe that, yes, this is chocolate pudding? Well, if you eat it. If you eat it. But is there any other way, without eating it, is there any way to believe should you, can you smell it? Maybe that would help if you smell it. Does it smell like chocolate pudding? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it smells like chocolate pudding. All right. But, but you said, actually, right. The only way to truly actually know and believe that it's chocolate pudding is actually to eat it, right? Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Why don't you try eat this out of the small bowl, please? <laughs> is it chocolate pudding? Mm-hmm. Does it taste like chocolate pudding? Yeah. All right. So it, your taste buds were activated and your brain said, yes, this is chocolate pudding. Everything I know from previous experiences with chocolate pudding can tell you that this is chocolate pudding. All right. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's good. Very good. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. You can't leave yet. All right. So now you've experienced it, right? Now my, my, my challenge to you is now to go and share it with others because you know it, you believe it, you've ex- experienced it now. Go and share it. All right. So very kind of simple way of illustrating, right? We all know the quote, proof is in eating the pudding, right? Proof is in eating the pudding. Church, proof is in eating the pudding. Are you living it out? You know, you can, you, you can have a whole lot of theory, a whole lot of knowledge, a whole lot of belief, and, but until you actually live it out and do it, the, your neighbors, your friends, the people you're around, you're not really proving it to them and actually until you're living it out. Proof is in the pudding. The love of God, church, the love of God, which we know and believe, should drive us to love others in an active and tangible way. Is it? Now, my, question, my last question for you before I close in prayer is, who's your Shrek? Who are the Shreks in your life? Who are the people that, that you interact with on a regular basis who are craving this love that, got, that you have Maybe it's the barista at the coffee shop that you visit on a, day, a daily, weekly, monthly basis. 
that you, you've interacted with them. Maybe you know their name, maybe you don't know their name, but maybe it's them. Maybe it's uh, the waiter or waitress at the, at the diner that you frequent and, and you just need to show them love in a different way. Maybe it's your mail carrier, the cashier at the grocery store. Maybe it's a neighbor down the street who moved in three months ago and you still haven't gotten to talk to them or even know their name. Maybe it's a student that sits across from you or sits alone at lunch every day and just needs love. Maybe it's a coworker in a cubicle across the hall that drives you crazy and you just are like, ah, I can't take it. Teacher, boss, administrator. Who's your streck? How are you going to love them this week? Will you be the remarkable person that God's calling you to be to go into the world and show the love in a real and tangible way to those people? Will you join me in prayer? Father, thank you for this morning, for the opportunity to, to gather in this place and to, to hear your word, sing your songs, and be encouraged. And Lord, I know that uh, we have been called to live in a way that shows love to others. And so my, our, our desire is not to leave that knowledge here, but to go into the world tomorrow, this afternoon, next week, whenever it is, and, and actually live it out in the ways we treat others and how we interact with them and how we tangibly love other people. God, may we prove it to others, prove the fact the reality is that your love dwells in us we believe it, we know it, and now we, may we act upon it as we interact with others. God, be with this church. Continue to be with us and guide us. Holy Spirit, give us the ability to be remarkable people to those we, we come into contact with. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.